love you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to come before you to hear your word. Spirit of God, I avail myself that you use me, speak through me. Let me be just a vessel. A vessel that is worthy of your use. I acknowledge my weaknesses. I acknowledge my setbacks. But Spirit of God, I know you are superior. And you have ability to use vessels which have weaknesses. Vessels which are frail and can break easily. But you put your treasure even in such vessels. I ask God that you put your treasure in me this afternoon and speak through me. Let us be blessed. Let us be transformed because we came in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated with a clap offering. Is that a clap or? Yes. In case you have not been around, God likes good things. Hallelujah. God likes good things. Amen. You know, anyone who likes good things, they like the best for themselves. They are jealous. They are jealous people. And God has not hidden that. He has not made it any secret. He said, he is a jealous God. And he's, he is called what? Jealous. Hallelujah. He's not hiding it from you, polishing it, and making it, you know, it hurts me when you don't give to me. It hurts me when you don't do this like some of us do. We don't say it. But God has said it clearly. He says, I am a jealous God. And his name is Jealous. Amen. So even if it's for clapping, do your best for the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes. Wonderful. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, for some for several weeks now, I think for several weeks, we've been sharing about tithing. Tithing. How many of you are tired of the message already? You know, don't worry. Just endure for a short while. We will be done with this message. He says, how often are we going to talk about this thing called tithing? But I believe with all my heart, I believe with all my heart that it is a very, very important topic. And as we are learning from this particular topic, we are learning a lot of things about the ways of God. I'm not sure if you are catching the revelation, but we are learning so many things about the ways of God. Hallelujah. And God has made it such that he will, we will get to know his ways by passing it through one of the things we love a lot, which is money. Hallelujah. You know, this particular thing called money, it has called many people to leave their families, their loved ones, their mothers that they love so much. Their fathers that they love so much. They have left them. Some, of, some people have left their wives and their children. Some people have left their husbands and their children. And they have come to look for this thing called money. And so I'm not surprised that God will pass through this thing to really know what our heart is towards him and how we relate to him with our hearts. Hallelujah. And so I want you to see this teaching, this topic about tithing as something to really do with your heart. Hallelujah. To really do with your heart. I was listening to a man of God who said, there is 
there is this person that he knows who comes to him to say so many things about tithing. And he challenges him. And he says he has done a lot of research. He says he has done a lot of research on Titan. And that Titan is an Old Testament thing. And that Titan is this. And why Titan? Why this? Why that? Why? So the man of God said, you know, he looked at him and said, you know, this speaks really about your heart. How come that for all the topics that are in the Bible, so many things that are in the Bible, you have not taken the pain to do research on any of them, but about Titan. And then it really shows how your heart is towards money and towards God. Do you see? And people search and give want reasons why they should not pay tithe. Amen. I personally know of certain Christians who were really serious Christians. And when God promoted them, when God promoted them and now they have a lot of money, they distance themselves from the church. They don't want to serve God anymore because then they'll be obliged to pay a large sum of money as tight. Hallelujah. But may the Lord deliver you from that situation. As you are doing part-time and going to school and you are earning a little bit and you are able to pay your tithe, you are hoping that when you graduate, God will give you a job that earns six figures. May you earn six figures. And may you be able to pay a tenth of your six figures. Amen. And don't worry about what God does with his money. Don't worry about that. We hide behind the background of, oh, I don't pay tithe because I see that the pastor is wearing a nice suit. I don't pay tithe because I see the pastor is wearing a nice tie. Do you like my tie? <laughs> Hallelujah. I don't pay tithe because I see the pastor drives a nice car. I see the pastor lives in a nice house. I told you about the story about a church member who went to a pastor's house. He was coming from an African market and he wanted to buy expensive meat. He couldn't buy the meat. He went, to, he went and he wanted to buy certain special type of imported meat. Why don't you eat meat that is made here so that you can pay your tithe? So he went to buy this imported meat and he couldn't afford it because it was very expensive. And on his way back, he went to visit his pastor. And then he saw that his, pastor, his pastor's wife was making soup. And in the soup, as he was sitting there, he saw the meat that was rolling in the soup. The kind of meat that would bring your head up and down. Different assorted big pan like that. Different types of meat rolling in the soup. And then when he looked at the soup and he looked at the meat in the soup, he says, from today, I'm not paying my tithe anymore. That is foolishness. Hallelujah. That is foolishness. God says that the tithe is mine. It is, his, it is his money. It belongs to him. And he can do whatever he wants with it. Yes. Hallelujah. He can do whatever he wants with it. And you don't question him. So if, for instance, you give me a gift, if you give me a present, and I take the gift home, you give me a gift, a certain amount of money, and I take the gift home, and I put the gift on my table, and my sons come and they're taking some and they're buying whatever they want and misusing the gift that you gave me. 
Are you going to say, because of that, I'm not going to give him gift anymore? If you have given me the gift, why do you care how my sons will use the gift? Do you see? Leave it to me to deal with my sons how they handle my gift. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing? Leave it to me to go and say, do you know how hard people work to be able to afford to give me this and you are misusing it like that? And you leave it to me. So don't complain about, oh, the pastors do this, the pastors do that, therefore I'm not paying my my tithe. Your tithe is between you and God. It's not between you and a pastor. And you leave God to deal with a pastor who misuses his money. Hallelujah. I believe that will free you and it will stop you from talking about pastors. Amen. Amen. The pastor flies helicopter. Leave the pastor to fly helicopter. When he goes to heaven, if God wanted him to fly an helicopter, private jet, God will deal with him. As for me, as for me, I just want to pay my tithe so that I don't have an issue with God. That is what I decide to do. Amen. It is just by grace. You see, you belong to this church. And it is also pure grace. It is pure grace that your money is put to the use that, you know, that is one of the reasons. You see, and I say that you belong to a very good church. You belong to a very good church. A church which opens to you to even see what your money is being used for. And I always say, go to our website and see what your money is being used for. If you see a church that goes to poor, poor places, very poor places, to have crusades, crusades that cost million dollars, to have crusades, give books to pastors who want to do the work of God, not pastors of that church, but pastors anywhere who want to do the work of God, we give them books. People are treated medically for free. And if they cannot be treated even in the crusade field, they bring them to the big city or to the country to treat them there and then send them back. People who are invited to just come to a beautiful place, a beautiful Bible school and be trained and go and start churches. They don't belong to our church, but they want to do the work of God. Come, we will train you, make you a pastor so that you go and do the work of God wherever you come from. That is what your money is being used for. Your money is being used for orphanage. When you give to orphans, we have orphans that real, I'm not talking about orphans in books. I'm talking about real orphans. And I went to the orphanage to visit them. And I took photographs with these orphans. And I knew about them when they were just babies. When they were taken. That they have built beautiful apartments for them. Beautiful apartments. Nice apartment complex. In Ghana, not even in Accra, far, some far, far away place. And we built beautiful place for them to be there and to be fed, to be trained, to have parents. And there are pastors and lead people who are just there as parents to these children so that they don't miss anything. And they brought them up. Some of them are in schools. They, some of them are entering Bible schools to come and do the work of God. That is what your money is being used for. And I believe that if you belong to a church like that, you belong to a blessed church. Amen. And I pray by the grace of God, may you never stand anywhere to hear that a lighthouse pastor misuses money. 
May it never come over us. May it never happen that a lighthouse pastor is misusing the church's funds. It will never happen by the grace of God. We cancel that. It will never happen by the grace of God. Amen. So let your mind be set concerning tight. Because there's a lot of blessing in paying your tight. Hallelujah. So we've been sharing about 10 reasons why tithing does not work for some people. We've been sharing a lot about this. And if you have not been coming to church, I want to really encourage you to listen to the messages about tithing. We first, we said one of the reasons we shared was that tithing does not work for some people because they do not recognize God's provision when it comes. They do not recognize the provision of God when it comes. And we said so many things about this. So I want you to listen to the message. Hallelujah. I want you to listen and I believe you'll be blessed. Amen. Amen. Even if you were in church, listen to it again. Hallelujah. You see, some people don't recognize the provision of God when it comes. When God makes provision in your life, sometimes it just passes by. Not even seeing that this is real provision of God. Amen. As we were sharing, you see, the thing that is in your marriage, the thing that is in your marriage that is making it such a difficult marriage, that is a difficult marriage, God has a way of turning that thing to make it a blessing. And when that situation comes, recognize it. Hallelujah. Recognize it. Amen. I say recognize that situation when it comes also. Hallelujah. Amen. Am I speaking to somebody this afternoon? We say Titan does not work for some people because it is not the first thing they give. It is not the first thing. And I believe that God reveals so many things to us on this topic. And I, I think you should change the way you give your tithe. Let it be the first thing. Let it be the first thing that can, Look, God has, given us, God has given us scriptures concerning the tithe. And we should follow it. We should follow it. Please let us read again New Living, um, um, Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 9. Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 9. Let us read quickly. Proverbs chapter 3. You're going to have to move with me. It says, Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits. The first fruits that come out. It says, Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. Of all thine increase. It doesn't matter how it comes. We read in Leviticus, it says, that, it says that the fruit of the tree and the seed of the land belongs to the Lord, the first fruit. Whether your income comes by tips. You know, there are some people, they don't pay tithe because they say this is a tip. But it has added to you. It is an increase. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? When I receive gifts, I pay tithe on the gift. Right away, I don't want trouble with the Lord. Even if I don't understand. Just pay tight on it. Says, it says, honor the Lord. Honor, honor. You see, the thing is about honoring the Lord. It becomes an honor when you treat God first. And he says, I'm giving to you first before I take anything out. It makes it honorable. Just as you also, when you are treated in the first place, when you are put in the first place, you feel honored. Amen. When you are put in the first place, you feel honored. When you go to a place and they're ushering people and then as the people are lined up, you come. And then they say, oh, 
They say, Paul, Paul, come, come, come. And then Paul, they allow you to pass all the people. Even as you are going, your walking changes. As you are walking in, your walking changes. Because you feel honored. Amen. You feel honored. You, feel, you see that everyone, you bypass everyone to come. And we were talking about how people board airlines and then they put this small carpet there for the people to walk on. They feel honored. Do you see? And because of that, they always want to go there. If you go to a place and they honor you, if you go to a place and they honor you, you always want to go there. Isn't that so? That is the place that you always want to be. Because you feel honored. Isn't that so? You feel honored. You feel that this is where I'm honored. So you always want to be. And so if you honor God, he always wants to be with you. If God feels that this person honors me, this person honors me, you always attract him. You attract him towards yourself. Isn't that so? Look, when the people board the airline, after, you see, they put that thing there and people walk, they walk on it and you see how they drag their suitcase. Nine suitcase and they walk on it. Sometimes it's about two feet. Two feet like that and they finish and they're gone in the plane. But that is important to them. They feel honored. And when everyone has boarded, have you realized that people throw the carpet somewhere? It doesn't make... It is no honor to anyone. It's not important. It's nothing. You know, it's all over the place. Sometimes you can find it even moving towards some of the chairs or under the kiosk. Do you see? But when the people line up again and they're about to board, they come and they lay it again for the people to walk on. And they feel good that you have put that thing again. Everyone likes to be honored. Hallelujah. Everyone wants to be honored. So let it be first. I think that the best way to pay your tithe so that you don't run into this trouble is to have an automatic deduction. When they pay you, let them take at source right away. At least that is how I have set my tithe. So that as soon as they pay me, before any bill is paid, before anything is paid, they have taken the Lord's money. So I don't have trouble with him. Amen. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? So honor the Lord. He says, with the first fruits, with the first fruit of all thine increase, any means that you increase, honor the Lord with the first fruit. So somebody gives you a gift, honor the Lord with your first. It has increased you. You didn't have money. I gave you $120. You have increased by $120. Don't go and put all of it in the bank. Give what belongs to the Lord. Because you see, it is God who giveth thee power to make wealth. So if there has been any increase in you, God orchestrated that increase to come into your life. And so give him what is due him. Hallelujah. Giving the first and the best of what you have is foundational. It is foundational to proper tithing. If you want to tithe properly, then give the best, the first and your best. Some people, they give, even as they are coming to church, they and they are giving to the Lord, they look at notes that are old and not nice. True or not true? Oh, yes. You want to leave nice dollar bills in your wallet and take the old ones that is all crumpled. I'll read a scripture with you. You'll see. It's not a good thing. Amen. So, 
Did I give you a third one? Okay, let's go through a third one. It says, tithing does not work for some people because it is not 10% of their income. Tithing does not work for some people because it is not 10% of their income. Hallelujah. It is not 10% of their income. Amen. Tithe is 10%. It is a tenth of all that you make. It is not a ninth of all that you make. It is not a fifth of all that you make. It is not to be considered and say, today I will give an eighth, and then next week I will make it twelve. It, does not, it's not, it doesn't work like that. Is somebody understanding what I'm saying? I want us to obey the scripture. It says in Malachi chapter 3 and verse 10, it says, bring the whole tithe. Bring ye all the tithe. The whole tithe in the NIV. That is what it says. It says, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Bring the whole tithe. This, he said, test me in this, says the Lord Almighty. It's difficult, but he says, test me in this. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty. And see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. You have not realized or you have not recognized that abundant blessing because what you are giving is not 10%. What you are giving to the Lord is not a tenth of your increase. Hallelujah. It's not a tenth of what you make. That is why you are not experiencing the blessing. I believe that you always have to budget around your tithe. Always. You have to budget around your tithe. You always have to subtract the tithe just as you do with your taxes. Do you see? When you, when, you receive, when you work, even when you work overtime, you work extra time and you make so much money, you know how much they pay you a time and a half. But you see, you expect a certain amount back to you because you subtract the taxes. Isn't that so? You know that as you have worked this number of hours, you are going to end this, but you expect that you don't expect that you are going to get all of it. Automatically, you have deducted the taxes. And that is what you should do with your tithe. You should automatically deduct your tithe from your earning. And so then you work with whatever you are left with. Amen. Hallelujah. You see that scripture that is in Malachi chapter 1, verse 6. It says, A son honors his father. And a slave his master. If I am a father, where is the honor due me? If I am a master, where is the respect due me? Says the Lord Almighty. It is you, priests, who show contempt for my name by offering defiled food on my altar. But you ask, how have we defiled you? By saying that the Lord's table is contemptible. When you offer blind animals for sacrifice. Is that not wrong? The Lord is asking. He says when you offer blind animals. You see you have ten sheep. But you have taken one. Which is a tenth. But the sheep is blind. Do you see? God says is that not wrong? When you sacrifice lame or diseased animals. Is that not wrong? Is that not wrong? 
You see, you are giving to the Lord. But you see, it's a lame animal. That means that, you know, if the tie, the tie is diseased, you know, the animal will be limping like this, right? And when the animal gets to the house of God, they have to remove the tie and throw it out. Because it's diseased. Now, it ceases to be tenth of your increase. Isn't that so? If the animal has a wound in the bottles, or the animal has a wound in the, in the arm, a wound in the arm, you will cut the arm and throw it out. When you, buy, when you go to the store and you buy chicken and a part is spoiled, don't you throw that part out? Does it become a whole chicken? Yes. So you realize that the offering, now, that now what you are offering the Lord, is not a tenth anymore. So he says, is that not wrong? When you sacrifice lame or diseased animal, is that not wrong? And he says, try offering them to your governor. Try to give your taxes. Pay your taxes and take some from it. He said, try. Try that you give your taxes at 20% and then you say, oh, because of my rent and my car loans and my student loans, please, Uncle Sam, let me give you 16% this week. <laughs> Or next, uh, and next week, I will top it. <laughs> he said, try giving that to your governor. Would he be pleased with you? Would he accept you? He will put you in jail. He will put you in jail. If you refuse to give to your governor what is due him, he will put you in jail. I don't know if some of us are in spiritual jail because we don't pay our tithe. Amen. Amen. It says, would he accept you, says the Lord Almighty. Now plead with God to be gracious to you with such offerings from your hands. Will he accept you, says the Lord Almighty. Oh, that one of you will shut the temple doors because of these tithes that you bring. Look at that. God wants us to close the church because of your lame tithe. Eight and a half percent tithe. It looks like God is not joking with this thing at all. He said, close the church. Close the church. He says, oh, that one of you would shut the temple doors so that you will not light unless fires, he said, you will not light useless fires on my altar. Wow. I am not pleased with you, says the Lord Almighty. I am not pleased with you. And I will accept no offering from your hand. My name will be great among the nations from where the sun rises to where it sets. In every place, incense and pure offerings will be brought to me because my name will be great among the nations, says the Lord Almighty. I think God is very serious with this thing. And I'm not surprised because our heart is in the money. Our heart is in the money. Amen. God is not happy. And I tell you when, you, when someone owns you, you see, God has said in the book of Leviticus, he says, the tithe is mine. It is his. Whether you like it or not, it's not negotiations. It is his money. And he says that when it is his, it is his. And when you are holding it, it means you owe God. It is not, you are, you are not doing God a favor. It is his. He has placed his hand on it. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? 
And I, I believe that when someone owns you, when someone owes you, if someone has borrowed money from you and the person has not paid, you are also not happy. Sometimes you do everything to get your money. Isn't that so? Sometimes you seize the person's iPad. <laughs> you take it from here and you say, if you don't pay, I will not give you. Isn't that so? Like your landlord can put a bar on your door if you owe him and you have not paid your rent. He will close your door with all your belongings in it. I say with all your belongings in it because you owe him. Has God put a bar around our doors because we are holding something that belongs to him that we have not paid? Mashas, mashas. Angelic mashas have placed bars on our doors. You are trying to enter a place, but you can't. It's because you owe the Lord and he has placed angels. Angelic mashas have come to place a bar on your door. You can't come out. Amen. I tell you, when someone owes you, you do everything you can to get your money back. Amen. And I tell you, the same way with God, when you owe God, he will do everything he can to get his money back because it is his money. Does somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? Your fridge will break down. I say God will make your fridge break down. So, so suddenly you need to buy a new fridge. Your microwave will break down. Suddenly you need to buy a new microwave. You are driving peacefully. You have not done anything to anybody. As you are driving, you have your music on. You are going because you came to pay 8.5%. And then you are going home. And then somebody from behind you, just like that. And then when you go and look, the person has no insurance. You have to fix your own car. Look, God will take his money anyhow. Any means. So then why don't you pay? Why do you have to? What, you see, the moment you, somebody owes you, and then you force, you use all means that you know how. Some place they call it batanga. You know what is that? <laughs> they will use every means to get their money from you. You see, and when people do that and they get the money, it spoils the relationship. After they have received their money, it spoils the relationship. When God gets his money that way from you, you spoil the relationship. You spoil the relationship. When someone has given you his money and he wants it back and you don't give him, he doesn't want to give you more money. He will never want to give you money like that anymore. You have spoiled the relationship. Am I speaking to somebody? Don't spoil the relationship by your needs. Don't spoil your relationship by extra pair of shoes that you want to own. Hallelujah. He says, prove me. You prove me. You say, bring you all the tithe. You bring the whole tithe into my storehouse. That there will be meat in my house first. And you prove me. Yes, I see that there is no meat in your house. But you prove me. Hear with. If I will not open the windows of heaven unto you. And pour you out a blessing. Hallelujah. And he will. Amen. Amen. And he will. He will. He will. He will pour you out a blessing that you will not have room enough 
to contain it. And if you don't give him what is due him, he will take it from you. I say he will take it from you. Hallelujah. He, say, he says it is 10% of all that you have. 10% of all that you have. Now sometimes, you see, sometimes you are giving a lot of money. You know, God, understand that God does not need your money for the first place. Have you not realized that you, you check yourself. You are not paying your tithe, but the, God, the work of God is going on. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? You analyze yourself. You have not been faithful with your tithe. This week you pay, the following week you don't. Sometimes you pay, sometimes you don't. But God's work is going on. So God does not need your money. God does not need your money for anything. But he knows that your heart is in your money. And sometimes you see, when you look at someone's tithe, maybe you, you realize that, oh, this person is paying, this person is paying $20 for his tithe. And you are paying $200 for your tithe. You see. And it looks like it's a lot of money compared to this person. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? It looks as if as you are giving, it's a lot of money compared to this person. So it makes you feel good. It makes you feel that you have given enough. It makes you feel that, oh, after I have paid my tithe, the church is able to do something. When I pay my tithe, they are able to move on. If I don't pay my tithe, yes, it may look as if that when you pay your tithe, it brings more money into the storehouse, but as long as it's not a tenth of your increase, you do not honor God. You do not honor God. Look, all that God wants is an honor. Honor. He does not need your money. He does not need a whole lot of money from you. He wants honor. He wants honor. Hallelujah. God wants honor. Amen. And always you and God, when you come to stand here and you are giving to God, you and God alone know, you, only the two of you know that what you are holding in your hand is not a tenth of your increase. So do not sin another sin by coming to God with what is not a tenth of your increase. I believe that it is better you don't even come. Call it something else, but don't call it a tithe, a tenth of my increase. Don't come and call it, donate it to something, some other cause. And I believe that even when you give like that, you have not given any gift to God because you owe, you owe me and then you are giving me a gift. I'm chasing you for what you owe me. And then you come and say, oh, you take this. Take this. This is a dash. I'm just giving. I'm not happy with that. I want what belongs to me. I want what is mine. Isn't that so? I want what is mine. You are robbing God. You are stealing from God. And you cannot steal from me and give me a gift. Amen. You can't steal from me. Oh, I could have worked this time, but I came to sing. So that's part of my tithe. You are telling God what to do with his money. God did not hire you. God did not tell you that I'm going to use my tithe to hire singers. So come and sing, and then that will be part of your tithe. Am I speaking to somebody? Amen. 
I tell you, it is a, gen- a dangerous thing. It is a dangerous thing. Amen. Let it be a tenth. Let it be a tenth. And if you cannot pay a tenth, then don't call it a tithe. Don't call it a tithe. Hallelujah. Don't call it a tithe. You know, God is seeking a way to bless you. He wants to know what is in your heart. He wants to know how faithful you are. And through even the challenges, do you think that God does not know that you have to pay your rent? Don't you know that God knows that you have to wear clothes? That you also, you need nice clothes? Don't think that unbelievers are the only ones that should wear nice clothes. Don't think that unbelievers are the only ones that should drive nice cars. Your father in heaven knows that you also have need of these things. He says that these things, the Gentiles are looking for them. And your father in heaven knows that you also need these things. You need to dress nicely. You need to wear nice things. You want you to live in a nice place. Your father in heaven knows that you also have need of such things. But he says, you give to me first. Seek me first. Give to me first. Give to me first. Amen. Amen. Give to me first. Always honor the Lord. He says, honor the Lord with your substance and with the first fruit of your increase. Honor the Lord with your substance and with the first fruit of your increase. Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Wonderful. If you honor the Lord with what belongs to him, he will also honor you. Amen. I say he will also honor you. He will also honor you. He will increase you. He will give you what is due you. He will give you what belongs to you. The windows of heaven will only pour upon those who honor him. Those who honor him. Those who prove him. Those who have difficulties. Those who have challenges. And they set that aside. And they still bring in all their tithe. All their tithe. Amen. You cannot fool God. You cannot deceive God. You cannot come to God and give him a nice present. And owe him. You can't do that. Amen. You cannot come and stand before the Lord and tell him, this is my tithe. This is my tithe. This is a tenth. This is what I owe you. This is what belongs to you. Because when you come here, that is a prayer. We say, Lord, we stand here bringing back to you what belongs to you. There are some wonderful scriptures that we, I want to read to you, but time will not allow us. And so we want to pause here. And um, because of all of our activities, we want to pause here and we want to continue next week when we meet here again. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the Lord and let us pause and let us bring the service to a close. And when we meet next week, we will continue. Amen.